And why do you want to see it? Because we like Star Wars. Okay. If you like Star Wars, why do you want to murder it and urinate on its grave? The prequels are terrible. I mean, seriously, wouldn't Chewbacca at some point go, Hey, Yoda, I know that guy. He has double lightsabers. That's stupid. You're both stupid. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 4, Episode 12, Heroic Origins. And boy howdy, do we have a superhero-themed show for you! Actually, not really. Finally, we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, a thing of which I have seen... An eighth of the films. It, that, that. Our, our new podcast format is I just describe what happens in every Marvel Cinematic mo- uh, Universe movie without watching any more than I've already seen. Sure. Uh, I do feel... Without revisiting the ones I have seen. I have to I, do this I, all off of memory or sure. making it up. I do want to apologize to our friends at Timeline Scavengers, uh, James and Colin, because uh, we're going to chop your flavor real bad. I assume that they they have watched them, unlike, say, me. Right. They do watch the scene that they're about to talk about quite, quite thoroughly, actually. Um, whereas I'm going to be like, let's see. Okay, Mm. I'm going to pick one. I don't even. Thoroughness is not Um, usually our uh, calling card. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Um, let's see. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Uh, so it's it stars uh it stars Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I know that much. Sure. He he has a magic mixtape that lets him travel the galaxy. Okay, cool. And using that mixtape, he meets Groot, who is a tree, and then a raccoon yeah. <laughs> who I want to say his name is Rocky. Rocky Raccoon. You're close. But yeah, um, no, go ahead. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't, you, you, can't, you can't give me any details. No, no, you're this right. Is not, no, but you're yes. actually right. So go ahead. So Rocky Raccoon and Groot become friends with, I think his name is Peter Quill. Okay. I do want to point out Chris that we're Pratt's talking name. about the sequel, right? The volume yes. two? Okay, great, yes. great, great, great. Because I've seen the first one and I know in the first one, he does not get a magical mixtape that lets him travel That's the galaxy. That's true. In the second one, though, he gets a magical mixtape that lets him travel the galaxy with his friends Groot and Rocky Raccoon. Sure. Yep. I think his name is Peter Quill. Yep. If not, okay. he changes his name to Peter Quill. Yep. You know, he's like, <laughs> I'm I'm wanted. I I need to go by this name now. Um, they have to guard the galaxy from. I mean, it's there on the tin, right? A bad thing, and that bad thing is. Space debris, a very serious problem. Uh, they basically they go around and they clean up all the spray, space degree, debris around planets because mm-hmm. when you launch satellites, they all kind of smash into each other and there's a lot of space debris. You got to clean that up if uh-huh. you want to launch ships. Sure. And so they do. It's a it's a humanitarian mission. Anyways, Mike, how about outsourcing Mike's bits? <laughs> <laughs> That was the longest lead up into outsourcing Mike's bits and also the best bit into coming into outsourcing Mike's bits. Uh, I, yes, this- <laughs> we just lost 90% of our listeners, uh, thanks to me, describing the what plot defi- to Guardians what of the Galaxy definitely 2. definitely happened in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Absolutely. Well, okay, so welcome to Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Uh, we're going to outsource my bits. Uh, but first, uh, I, I want to rem- I, I am like actively a little dizzy because I laughed so hard on that one. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that we are uh, using the Would You Rather pod deck, uh, deck of cards. I do want to point out uh, the back of the, bo- uh, the card box says that these conversation starting questions will help you take your podcast interviews to the next level and keep your audience entertained. So I will let you decide whether or not you are entertained by the good, good shuffle. Are you not entertained? Okay, I wasn't thinking of it that way, but sure. Here's that good, good shuffle. I do want to point out that some people have said, I can't always hear that good, good shuffle. I don't do anything to like amplify it in any way. (laughs) 
some sometimes uh, if it's really hot and the, your microphone picks up like a fan or like your computer fans, sure. I run noise removal on that, and that might take out the good good shuffle. That's fair. I might. I just, might just for the record. I, I'm I'm considering uh, investing in a second microphone for just the good good shuffle and oh, see excellent. how it goes. Yeah. yeah, that's a great that's a great use of money. Great use of our <laughs> money. Uh, yes. Uh, so here. <laughs> I'm, I'm already giggly, and it's not even 15 minutes of the podcast. The song is almost over, by the way, and we haven't even read the question yet. Okay, so before the song ends, Ben, would you rather put ketchup or ranch dressing on everything you eat? Would you rather ranch put dressing. ketchup or ranch? Oh, okay. No, no, no contest. So, okay. Tell me. So, about it. where I am from, there is a. Um, there is a, a a little a local burrito franchise called Big City Burrito. Okay, and they do a potato burrito, and on this burrito it has this like ranch sauce. It's it's a it's it's really thin. Like don't don't think of it as like Hidden Valley Ranch and like globs Hidden Valley and Ranch and it like just glob it on. Uh, because trust me, I've tried making my own version of this and just used Hidden Valley Ranch out of the thing, and it was not good. But you gotta thin it out. So it's a it's just a burrito with like crispy potatoes and like some cheese and onions and pico and then you you put they they have this ranch sauce that you put on it. And my friend, it is so good. Like I am prepared to put ranch on so many things. I see. Because of because this burrito is proof that you can just slather on some ranch. Some thin some thinned down ranch. Right. Again. Sure. Or homemade ranch cuz because I know my my family used to make homemade ranch, and it was not as globby as you'd get in the Hidden Valley Ranch. Uh, right, container. right, right. So yeah, so I'm I am prepared to put ranch on so many things. I'm prepared to replace ranch, like if if I know this isn't the question, but if the question was like, you pick one and the other one is gone forever. Oh, wow. I am prepared. I am prepared to sacrifice ketchup because anything. That I put ketchup on, I'm happy to put ranch on. Fries, you bet. Burgers, you bet. Hot dogs, never tried it, but I would do it. If I if I have if I have uh, wished on this weird magic genie to eliminate ketchup for all time, uh, I'll try I'll try a little ranch on a hot dog. Why not? That sounds fine. But there are also and 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 to kind of uh, strengthen your point, there are hot dog preparations that don't include ketchup at all. Well, yes, like but a good I'm saying, Chicago dog. I'm I'm saying that like it would probably be it would probably still be good. Do, you know, you know what's great? A well, little I, uh, a little ranch uh, to dip uh, pizza crust into. Like you get yep, you get absolutely. to the end of that pizza, you dip some. Hell, I've had it. Uh, I've 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 piped. Uh, I've jazzed up some some real crappy like just frozen pizza or whatever. Just dip it in a little ranch. Just the the pizza bit, not even like the crust. Just like. A little bit, a little bit of ranch on that. I'm just. I'm wanna... fine. I am. Pr- I, you are just finding out right here and now sure. that I am very pro ranch. You're, you're pro ranch, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. What you have generated in me, though, is a sense memory of a f- an a- acquaintance of mine that would put ranch w- would basically do the question. He put ranch on everything uh, when we uh-huh. were in like elementary school. And it was a lot like it was a lot because it's, you know, the one thing about ranch that isn't as appetizing as ketchup. The only thing I'd probably argue is that it is can be a globby white substance. Yeah. Yes, it can. It, that is a fact. Mm-hmm. If you thin it out, it's not as globby, but it is a white substance. And sometimes that is not as appealing as, you know, honestly a gloppy red substance i don't know what that says about me what it what or what that says about what i'll in in, in take but you can kind of see like mm-hmm. oh this is clearly tomato something mm-hmm. uh that being uh, said what what i took from that is that you prefer to so go ahead i am gonna bleep both of those just for comedic effect by the way <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I see. This is the thing. I knew. I knew we were going to go in that direction. I was like trying against it, and yet I was swimming upstream. You're you're the one who who kept saying globby white substance. <laughs> okay. okay, you know what? Okay, fair. fair. That you know what? On me. 
on me. That's fine. I think I'm with you. Um, I I do like ketchup on a lot of things, but there are things I don't want ketchup on. I don't want ketchup sure. on a nice salad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want ketchup on. Well, I was about to say a good pork chop, but I don't think I want ranch dressing on there either. Yeah, but if I had to, if I had to choose, if choose, if if, if you like, could probably make. Well, okay, so here here's the thing. This 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 doesn't take away a ton of. You have to put it on everything you eat. That doesn't mean that you have to make things that don't work with it. You can make whatever you want. I'm assuming. So, but still, that still narrows my diet enough that I think I would die much earlier with ketchup than ranch dressing, surprisingly. Um, So I'm going to go with ranch dressing as well. I do, however, want to point out, and and this might now be, not not when it was created, or I don't know, maybe it was when it was created, uh, but this could be a loophole. What do you think about Heinz Cranch? Uh, the ketchup ranch mixture that Heinz sells that is shelf stable. The fact that we have to pick whether to put ranch or ketchup on literally everything we eat is God's punishment for inventing cranch. So <laughs> let's talk about season say, four, episode 12. I, b- before we jump too hard off the cranch diving board, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was either a, a conversation we had off the podcast, surprising, I know, or a part of our previous podcast, Back to the Futurama, that for about six months, I would go to the grocery store and look to see if I could buy Cranch with the express purpose of buying it and giving it to you as a present. <laughs> and I don't remember why at this point. But that was I legitimately, you know, honestly, I bet friend of the podcast, Tema remembers because she would be because of our commute. We would often go to the, the Safeway near us uh, and and we'd look and I every time look for Cranch and it wasn't there. But some other some of the others like Mayo Chup was there. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not here for ketchup mayo. I'm here for ketchup ranch. So I can give it to my good friend, Ben. But I don't remember why now. Uh, did you know that ketchup was originally made with mushrooms and not tomatoes? I didn't know it was mushrooms. I do do know it wasn't always ketchup. That being said, I would be interested in some good mushroom ketchup. Oh, same. I want to try that so bad. Let's talk about that season four, episode awesome. 12, Heroic Origins. We cannot spend all the time talking about ketchup. I don't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh if we if we finish this episode early we can we can swing back around and talk about ketchup some more. Woo woo the Cranch Express is coming back around. Let's let's try to just speed through this episode of Community the thing that we are here to talk about in order to actually talk about the thing we're really here to talk about and that is the history of ketchup. Um <laughs> The history of ketchup is a great podcast idea. Uh I know I said we need to get moving, but I will throw out one uh, quick recommendation, a YouTube recommendation. Uh, check out uh, check out the YouTube channel Tasting History. Oh, um, it is it is this guy who uh, looks at all these historical uh, recipes and then talks about uh, he makes them and tries them out. But he also like talks about the historical context for them, and that's where I learned a lot about uh, the history of ketchup. I see that a month ago he did a history of ketchup, so there you go. Right after his uh, history of tacos, now you've gotten me real intrigued. Is a great YouTube channel. You should check it out. He rules. I will check Season it out. Season four, episode twelve. We record heroic this podcast. <laughs> origins. It starts out in the study room. Uh, Abed is asking a bunch of weird questions, and you know, uh, it is because. And it's very normal. I mean, it's so normal that they're just like, yeah, okay, like whatever. They answer them and they move on. Uh, but this is basically the whole plot of the episode. Abed is charting out how they all secretly knew each other before they actually knew each other. Right. They'd all interacted and flowed through each other's stories. Um, I think this is, I mean, honestly, I think it's, they they basically do the the meta uh, lampshade on it multiple times by referring to the Phantom Menace and Star Wars prequels. This is basically them deciding I'm going to do a prequel, <laughs> but also pointing out like, hey, 
<laughs> I we know prequels are generally pretty awful. It's them doing a prequel while also making it like a superhero thing because like the transitions between modern day very comic and the book, historic yeah. era of 2008. Um, I, I mean, just seeing Shirley walk around with an Obama Biden shirt uh-huh. was like, oh, wow. OK, um, <laughs> that, that so, seemed so, so 2008 wasn't 15 years ago, was it? Way back in the historic era of 2008, um, they all run into each other in weird ways, and that's the, that's the episode. Let's talk about ketchup. Uh, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, but between the between the present day and the historic year of 2008, uh, it is it's this like the the scene freezes and turns into like a comic book panel like a Ill- fully illustrated comic book panel, and then a bunch of pages flip, and then it goes back to modern day or back to, to the ancient year of 2008. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so it is part we're making a prequel and part we're making a superhero origin story. Um, they can't quite decide which way to go for most of it. That's true. Um, because they do, like, they do make the Phantom reference the phantom reference sure let's go with let's that go with they it. make the phantom reference uh star wars episode one the phantom reference so i mean um, if you think about it if they were in the jedi archives for more of that movie it might have been better my see my brain went straight to like a bunch of jedis making excel spreadsheets and then they're they're like you know when you when you type in the uh, uh formula and like it's referencing a cell with nothing in it and you get that like pound sign like ref or whatever yeah, yeah. like because it's the phantom reference i look at, look at me making excel jokes <laughs> you know the most <laughs> welcome accepted. to my welcome to our community podcast where we're going to talk about ketchup and then make <laughs> excel jokes <laughs> the most accessible jokes of all honestly i would love to see that set to duel of the fates uh Sweet. Um, Honestly, let's, now let's I want that. an entire like prequel regular ser- like you know how they had uh, how uh, Mel Brooks did Spaceballs and it was like all uh-huh. a joke. What I want is a shot for shot remake, but instead of Jedi's, they're accountants. Okay. Okay. And it's um, all like references to Excel and stuff. So like they they run into to Darth Maul and he pulls out like one Excel sheet and then. It's like, oh, my God, who's this guy? And then there's another Excel spreadsheet right next to it. And then he's just like dual wielding or or like double sided Excel spreadsheet. Just like or like he's just like he's just a guy. And he's just like typing away pivot tables. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Sweet. And then, but oh then, wait, 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 wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on! I got a joke. I got going. Okay. Obi Wan okay. tells, or, or one of the Jedi tell the other Jedi that they have to get rid of all their attachments before they can send this email. Hey! Excellent, excellent. Um, <laughs> worth it. So worth it. What a great joke by me. High five me. All right. O- only a Sith deals in absolute references. So. <laughs> Okay, we are making this show for I believe you and me, and that's about it. And maybe friend of the podcast, Emma. You know what? I you know honestly, I bet we, I bet you, we have a a more more accountant fans than we expect to have. Anyways, so yes, they can't they can't quite decide if this is a a prequel thing or if it's a superhero thing, uh, which I do think is sort of to the detriment of this episode. Sure, um, because you get the obvious phantom menace references that's how we got in this whole thing and uh i really love i do i don't mean to interrupt but i really love just seeing like pulling the thread on how we got to a thing and then be like oh that's how we did it uh and at the end abed is even like prequels suck but i tried to make one anyways like he he's straight up calling this project of linking everyone's histories together 
his version of a prequel. Sure. So they you've got that and then you've literally got the the comic book panels. You've got Abed literally saying this is our heroic origins. You've got him saying that I'm the villain because every every superhero group needs a villain. And so it's him because he's emotionless and and uh, calculating. Well, that and um, he basically causes a lot of the things to happen by yelling at Shirley's kids. <laughs> uh huh. Um, about how the Phantom Menace sucks. Um, so you know, I mean, it's not. I, <laughs> I've seen worse movies. I mean, he, it's a bad Star Wars. Yes. Here's my here's my Star Wars prequels take right. So Star Wars as a franchise is largely movies for children. Yeah. Uh, And the reason that we didn't like the prequels was because we watched them when we were not children. Whereas there is a whole generation of young adults now who grew up with them and they like them. And that's fine because, again, that it was for children. Correct. So... I'm not going to there was a time in my life where I would be like, oh, how you you like the prequel. And now I'm like, whatever. I don't care. They're not for me. It's true. Um, I'm just saying the best character in all of Star Wars is was in the offshoot show of the second prequel. I need a whole Excel spreadsheet just to track that I know. sentence. Just, so, just know Ahsoka Tano is the best period. Full stop. So, yeah. So they 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 can't quite decide whether this is a prequel thing or a superhero thing. Um, so that's kind of weird. Um, but anyways, yeah, the, the whole, the whole point, and I don't know how much we want to go into every individual point. Yeah. I don't think we need to go because too much. the, okay. I'll, I'll just, I'll give kind of the overview then. So he, he calculates out that basically Jeff is the lawyer who got, uh, the, the, uh, the stripper that Andre cheated with free from some conviction. It's never really revealed well, what she has done. She, yeah, it's not, but she did apparent. I think it was something about money because when, when we see uh, him talking outside of the, uh, the courthouse, uh, he's a uh, Joe Latruglio, uh, also known as, uh, Oh shoot. I don't remember his character name on Brooklyn nine nine now. Boyle. Boyle. Oh man, Boyle. Oh boy, that's gonna that's gonna mark me. I haven't seen, I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine in a while, and I need to. Um, he's saying, I don't know how you got, you know, said that stripping with the fl- something about turning oh, it yeah. from a non or into a non profit, you know, art is like humping art. the humping the American flag to. Um, Wait, I, I think I've got it. Let me search my notes I, wait, for I the think word humping. Wait, I think it's like five years humping, of back taxes or something. Humping an American flag to back in black was not stripping, but performance art. My man, congrats on getting your case thrown out. Your argument was a masterpiece. I mean, it was definitely creative. Creative? He convinced the judge to forgive five years back taxes by getting him to agree that you humping an American flag to back in black was not stripping, but actually not for profit performance art? Boom! Blew me away. So I think it's that also, is a tax thing. It's also uh, suggested later that she does cocaine because she's like, I'm going to go powder my nose. And then there's a beat. And then she's like, like literally powder my nose. Thank you for telling me that joke. I, did, I was like, huh? Neat. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it's um, a cocaine joke. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because <laughs> one I of, was paying one attention. Of, I promise I was paying attention this guy, this time, you guys. One of my favorite shows of all time is uh, Party Down, and there's a whole joke where wait, you uh, like Party Down? Un yes, um, uncool mother uh, uh, Lydia, played by Megan Mullally, who okay. is pretty much the best. Yes, um, she she's like, uh, oh, I'm gonna go powder mine, and uh, she's like in the bathroom, and she talks to this. Uh, woman next to her, she's like, "Oh, I just I came in here to powder my nose, and I just can't find my uh, can't find it." And then this woman hands her a little uh thing, and she opens it, and it's just cocaine in it. And then so she spends the rest of the hot the episode high on cocaine. How fun! And uh, so yeah, that's what I think of uh when I hear powder that, my nose. That makes sense. Um, 
anyways, so yeah, it's it's <laughs> insinuated that she does uh, cocaine as well, and maybe that had something to do with it. Um, we <laughs> find out that uh, the reason Troy faked his keg flip injury was because Annie loses her mind at Troy because Troy gets the most likely to succeed uh, superlative. Which I want to point out is on an off-campus party and not as part of the yearbook. Yes. It's, it's a very odd situation, and it feels I, very much I don't like think, ev- Troy got everything. I don't think this is an official thing, so I yeah. think she's freaking out over nothing. Yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> I really do. I You know, it's, 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 it's surprisingly in anything based on how many Adderall that she takes. Yeah, she is, she is like also... She's literally like standing with the pill bottle going, womp, 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 womp. She, she has probably had about six of those <laughs> bad boys. Um, and so in she like loses her mind. In like 15 minutes. <laughs> yells at him, jumps through the, the plate glass window, which uh, was already canon. And the winner is... Troy Barnes! <laughs> you have got to be kidding me, Troy Barnes! Most likely to succeed? I'm the damn valedictorian and head of student council and president of Campus Crusade for Christ and I'm Jewish! And you are just some mindless robot. You just go wherever they tell you to run. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you go to my school? <laughs> um. He, then that causes him to uh, freak out and uh, fake the keg flip injury, injury, which was also canon. Right. Um. And um, like they they do a really interesting balancing act of like sticking to canon and then like adding to canon. Sure. Um, uh, Britta is at the courthouse where Jeff is because she's like, oh yeah, you you helped uh, exonerate this this sex work uh, sex worker, and so like that makes you cool. And then her and. And her kiss uh, group disbands, and, um, and she is she's so upset about what is, what does an anarchist do without an organization? It's very good, <laughs> very one of the best uh-huh. jokes in the episode, I think. Shirley has to leave her dinner night with Andre, her dinner with Andre, as it was. Hey, um, which seems uh, to be at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's, I don't think it's at a strip club, but it's the same, it's the same, like, I think it's supposed to look kind of, uh, swanky, but it actually looks kind of like a strip club. <laughs> it's, yeah. If it's an upscale restaurant, it looks a lot like a strip club. She has to go pick up the kids at the mall. Because Abed because yelled at them. <laughs> Abed yells at them about how he's there to warn everyone who goes to see the Phantom Menace about how bad it is. Right. I think that's most of it. There's maybe... <sighs> Maybe something yeah, and else. Then that I I've think missed. Abed has to go to therapy, and Annie is stealing the, the oh, prescription right. Abed, pads. So Abed has to go to therapy because he yelled at the kids. Uh, Andre cheats on Shirley because she had to go pick up the kids. Annie steals the prescription pad for Adderall because they're distracted as Abed gets uh, uh, taken in for therapy. Um, which, like, okay. It becomes I'll, a little convoluted at that point. It becomes well, and I mean, also it started like a little convoluted, to be honest. The 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 sort of crux of this episode is is like the causality of it all, right? Because like, I think sort of the big one is like the the two big ones are uh, the stripper in question was not in jail because Jeff did his job as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she was not at dinner because she had to pick up the kids because of Abed, which like, okay, yes, those are two very direct actions that led to that event. But then like, I think it's a big stretch to be like, oh, and the reason Annie got hooked on Adderall was because uh, Abed happened to be going into therapy at that time. And I'm like, that's. That, that's nothing like that's coincidence at best. Yeah, that th- is not I, I causality. Think, I think the maybe I'm misremembering the the implication. But my my understanding of that implication was that she's already addicted to 
Adderall and is trying to right. get her more of it. And that's just kind right. of a coincidence. It does feel very fan servicey to like, and that's what, uh, I mean, I don't mean to go too much into grades immediately, but when I think about prequels, it's a lot of it is like, okay, fans wanted to know why X person became Y person, right? Like it like uh-huh. the, let's go with star Wars. Cause it's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. They want to know why Anakin became Darth Vader really. And how, you know, they mention a couple other things in Star Wars, like uh, like the Clone Wars, and then you see that, and it's okay. Um, where where it's all about just like okay, so you wanted to know more about Darth Vader. Here's Darth Vader, but as a boy, you know, and it just it's uh-huh, very fan servicey, uh-huh. and I think this falls into that trap too. Even though it's kind of like winking at the trap, like hey, look at this trap we're about to fall into, where it's like this this makes. Greendale feel like the smallest town on the face of the planet where these seven people are because also Mm -hmm. like not to jump ahead too far in the plot synopsis, but they all end up showing up in their different ways at the yogurt place in the past. And Chang is passing out as senior Chang passing out flyers to go to Greendale. And it's just like, everybody agree decides to go to Greendale because of that action. So Chang is the reason they all actually showed up. Um, and it's like, okay, this is literally the smallest town. It's these eight people. I mean, I I've seen the criticism, uh, from, from other people that like this, this episode kind of, kind of does that where it's just like, Okay, like that's weird and convoluted and like mm-hmm. that's not how life works and um I've also seen the criticism that like it it taints the um the the sort of ori- the the original way that they got together like way back in season 1 and I'm like I I don't agree with that either yeah, I don't, but I don't I don't agree with that it taints it. I think because no one really knows ex- each other except for Annie and uh, Troy in the beginning, I mm-hmm. I think that's pretty well s- set up. Even though Britta and and Jeff have multiple interactions with each other, but I think enough of ch- enough enough has changed with Britta that they have forgotten each that that interactions. But um, but yeah, so I mean, I've definitely seen both of those criticisms, and I actually don't agree with okay. the criticism that like oh, it's so like weird that like it's these same eight people because i assume greendale is not a big town right sure i mean um it's uh it seems to basically be two community colleges and a trench coat um there's also a mall (laughs) there's also a a, canonically there is a mall right um it does not seem to be a particularly big town and you know i think especially um like is it kind of weird that like jeff happened to represent the stripper that ended up uh sleeping with andre yeah sure that's that's weird but like crazy coincidences happen all the time i mean we we talked about this was on this is one of the outsourcing mike's bits that we did previously where like i happened to be uh i happened to be standing in line at a comedy show a month after moving to portland and the guy behind me in line has an aunt who taught at my high school. That's fair. Right? Yeah. So first off, I want to just I'm proud of you for remembering an outsourcing Mike Spitz because again, they leave <laughs> oh, my brain immediately. I don't remember the question. I do remember me telling that story though. Okay, got it. So um <laughs> more accurate. Excellent. <laughs> um so yeah, so like, you know, the, there's all sorts of weird coincidences like that, right? Um you know, I I don't I don't think that any taken individually, I don't think any one of these sort of coincidences is that weird. Like sure, I, I agree um, with you. So yeah, I don't I don't really have a problem with 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 any of that. Like I also, but on on the other hand, though, like because I think what they were kind of going for is like, and I mean Abed says as much, but like they're destined to be they're together. destined yeah. to be together, and. That much I don't really buy because, like, it's this weird string of events that, like, well, okay, they all ended up going to Greendale because they happen to be at this yogurt shop and they all happen to be at the yogurt shop because of 
the the events like the the all the events that we talked about before about like the Adderall and the keg flip and the uh Phantom Menace and whatever. Right. But like okay, they the really the thing that caused them to be together was that they all took Spanish. That's not addressed in the episode. Like I think, they didn't yeah, they didn't see this flyer and it's like because like we see the flyer troy is interested because it's like you don't have to be good at sports or school um you can just show up and be the it's not like also we have the best spanish class like and it's not even like because chang is the one passing he, he's not like hey i teach like, spanish I, yeah exactly he, he does seen, not mention he's, like, he's honestly like half-heartedly passing out because he doesn't want to be there like right. that is a good point. He that's never so, referenced. And see, this is the the trap that you fall into when you're prequels. Because once you start explaining things, you have to s- explain everything. Right. And right. it's just like, well, n- what about this? It's like I didn't want to talk. Like it doesn't matter. Does it matter? And it's like, yes, it does. Because we need to know how they all got Spanish. They needed Spanish credits, sure. But why did they take that year with that with that time slot? Like. Right. You, you start going down like, the rabbit hole of having to describe the entire life of this person. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, we see Jeff's dad, but not his mom ever. And then where, so where's his mom? And then his dad's like, oh, well, there was no mom. It was just midi chlorians brought him to life. And you're like, this is bull. Yeah. Well, th- this is so bad. Exactly. Mi- midi chlorians, go home. Bring you're drunk. Back, bring back the guy with red and red and black face paint and like a cool sword thing. Bring that guy back. Where's he? Uh, Why don't you let him talk? He's mo he's so much more interesting in the supplementary dis- uh, movies and TV. So, yeah, I, you know, I'd, it's all, it's all fine. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's not this, this episode. It's hard to talk about this episode because it is so, simultaneously convoluted by design right and also not that complicated like yes they're just they're like the like the 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 plot the the idea of the episode is not complicated it's like oh we all ran into each other and affected each other's lives without knowing it which fine that happens to me every single day um like I affect other people's lives and they affect mine because we live in a society. Right. Like I went and got a coffee and that changed that barista's day. Like, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Right. And you know, are you going to uh, end up in a Spanish study group with that barista in a month? Maybe. Probably not. But like, you know, um, I can't, uh, I can't wait to be Portland state's newest, (laughs) newest uh, (laughs) Spanish student. I thought you were going to say Spanish teacher. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Hasta luego. It's all in the hands. It's, it's, it's the all in the hands. People. So remember when this show was about a Spanish study group who <laughs> just took Spanish from Senor Ben Chang? Yeah, they reference uh, the the uh, Professor Cornwallis has like an apparently a, has become a hard ass again. And they are like, we really need to study for this. And then they're like, fine, let's not. <laughs> It's you know you you and you change everyone's day every single day like people you meet you run into people and that affects their day and like you won't remember them and then if a month from now uh you know like if if so you go to a Starbucks and you are in front of someone in line and they drop a pen and you pick it up and they're like oh thanks you don't commit that person to memory. And then like when you see them a month later, and that's your Abed, you don't see them a month later and be like, Oh, Hey, I remember you. Uh, I saw you at Starbucks. I picked up your pen on, uh, August 9th, 2022. Uh And then they're like, Oh yeah, I remember you. Also, we happen to be in the same study group now. So now we're friends. I'm, I'm an anxious person. So I do take a lot of details, but I also leave a lot and I wouldn't, I would never even thought about that situation at all. Uh huh. And I'm, I'm on the exact opposite side where like, I'll see someone like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good. And like, I haven't seen you in so long. Like, how's your mom doing? And I'm like, she's good 
I'm like, oh, that's so great. I'm just like, how are you? Like, oh yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing great. You know, just changed jobs and, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a big change for me, but you know, I decided, I decided to do something different from what mm-hmm. I used to do. And you're just, and like, just like, you're holding on to this re- person and what did they used to do? Like you're, you're thinking in your head, so Steven is coming to mind. Is his name Steven? Is he something Stevens? Mr. Stevens? Is he my old middle school shop teacher, Mr. Stevens? It's Mr. Stevens. It's Mr. Stevens! And then it turns out to not at all be Mr. Stevens. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So, so yeah, like it is, it's totally, especially, you know, in a, in a smaller town, like, yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I assume Greendale's pretty small. Um, that's fair. And, you know, it, you're going to run into people all the time. And then like, like there, there was a, uh, uh, I used to see the, uh, one of the, the checkers from my, my local Safeway, uh, walking around the neighborhood because like, I, I went to that Safeway all the time and like, I remembered what she looked like. She probably doesn't know who the hell I was. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, nor ton, should she. Tons of people but, walk into that Safeway every day. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Um, <laughs> I guess the moral <laughs> of the story is it's fine. Uh, life is chaos, and um, you know, just live your life as best you can. And uh, your actions will cascade into other actions that are uncontrollable by you. The and try not to th- worry about that too much. The facts of life. Um, like, this is, this has maybe, been... maybe you pick up that person's pen and uh, the fact that uh, you saved them a couple of seconds from picking up their own pen means that later they don't get into a car accident because like uh it, had they been delayed uh they would have got stuck at the light and then like someone come up behind them and just crash into them but because you picked up the pen they get to move forward and now they're safe and like you don't know that they don't know that like it's all uncontrollable and life is a scary place full of random things that is that is the moral of this story from your friend Ben who this, is, this um, has been Ben's philosophy this, corner Hopes that this has brought you some peace in this chaotic world that doesn't care whether you live or die. Mm-hmm. Be nice to be nice to others. But and it all do comes your best. down to one thing that is really important. Yes. I hate sauerkraut. That's all I'm really trying to say. Very good. Um, <laughs> we do. We do get speaking of fan service. We do get a little <laughs> bit of fan service in. Uh, Annie runs through the the window and the glass shards hit two balloons and they pop and magnitude is like pop pop. So that's the origin of pop pop. Yep. See, this is the thing. Once you start telling origins, you have to tell origins of everybody. The thing is, I don't think that the joke in and of itself is that funny because like, (laughs) okay, he, he, he invented, he invented pop pop because two balloons popped near him popped. Because he happened to be at this party where Annie ran through a plate glass window. And her doing so is the reason he has his catchphrase. I do find it very funny if taken at a, like, one level of meta up where you're like, this is exactly the kind of BS that that uh, <laughs> prequels do. Like, 100%. Like, you know, I don't, I really do not want to turn this into a Star Wars podcast. However... But- the the fact and again i say this with the with the acknowledgement that like it's fine if you like the prequels i'm not i'm not here to to dump on you for that <laughs> but you are going to dump on the prequels the fact that flipping darth vader as a 9 year old kid built c3po <laughs> Is the Star Wars equivalent of Annie running through a window and popping balloons, and then that is why Magnitude says pop, pop. And I hate... The equivalent. Very equivalent. The, the exact equivalent. And, and I, I hate the fact that Star Wars Episode One, the Phantom reference, uh, does that. And so while I don't find the pop, pop joke funny on a 
taken at a literal level. I find it very funny taken at a meta level where it's like, yeah, prequels do this all the time. Prequels are so bad because this is exactly what they do. So, um, so what, what I'm hearing is Annie is Darth Vader and Magnitude is C-3PO? That's exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> that, is, that is exactly what I said. Um, oh, this I mean, if you think about it, podcast. if you think about it, C-3PO shows up just to like, he, he's a protocol droid, right? right. So he, he translates... And he he basically is like a hospitality sort of robot, sure. right? Like he's all about etiquette and protocol. What's Magnitude about? He's about pop pop. That sells everywhere. It is the universal language. So there are times when they're literally like, I don't know, what do you think, Magnitude? And he's like, pop pop. And then that so like he is he is basically the C3PO analog of the community universe. And Annie is Darth Vader by proxy. Honestly, I did not know you were going to go with it. <laughs> and and then not only no, no hold on you did not only did you go with it, you made a cogent point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I don't know how to respond to what you. This just is said why to we me. can't do a Star Wars podcast because I'm I'm going to drop some bombs that people are just not ready I to hear. W- I was not ready to hear that, but I am intrigued by it and I would like to uh, subscribe to your newsletter. Uh, that also makes Pierce Jar Jar Binks because well, yeah. he's just there. Yeah. He's just there to be a uh, oddly racist and do pratfalls. And uh, so You're speaking of which, he makes wrong. a very brief appearance in this episode. And I'm uh, pretty sure that's not actually Chevy it is, Chase. It is not the real Chevy Chase. It is a it is a body double. You do not see his face. He screws up a Froyo machine and then fakes a heart attack, uh, which is just classic Pierce. Classic Pierce. Um, and yeah, so that's that's my theory of the uh, community sure. is star wars that's um, pretty amazing um d- to get back on on community <laughs> instead of the community star wars analog we've been building there is a second plot here very very slight plot uh-huh where chang is entrusted or i'm sorry kevin is in tr- kevin he's chang we know he's chang at this point right uh-huh. We, we we know he's Chang. The dramatic the irony the group, is that we know that he's Chang. The dramatic irony is that we know he is Chang. He is entrusted with the lease uh, a renewal document for the Arapaho Nation. Which... And instead he blockades the entire planet of Naboo. What? No, just kidding. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I was not I was not ready. I should have been, but I wasn't. Um, because Greendale, uh, community college apparently is leased from the Arapaho nation. Um, Mm -hmm. and if, uh, this, this lease agreement wasn't, uh, there on time, it would be, it would revert back. Um, and Chang is given this and he is, because he is a comic book henchman to Dean Spreck at city college, he hides it until the end of the episode when, when, uh, Abed is just kind of cool with him for a little uh-huh. bit and Chang's like you know what I'm out uh-huh and for then, the record the reason I said Chang was blocking Naboo uh in trade federation, trade federation no, deals yeah. mm-hmm. uh is because he is the pawn of Dean Sprecht who is right yes uh Darth Sidious so oh, there's there's reason there's reason for this I'm not just throwing out garbage and at, at, wasn't Annie at one point planning on uh transferring to City College oh yeah because there, there are some techniques that you will not learn at Greendale Community College. Because they won't teach you. I like this. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hate. I hate what I'm building right here. And, and yet you keep going. <laughs> and yet you keep going. You could. You, the thing is, I hate what I'm building. You could just stop. However, keep going, and we'll see. Uh, the moral of this whole episode is that once you once you do actions out into the world, the results are uncontrollable. Uh, so I I opened this Pandora's box and now this is just going to keep building and I have no control over it. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, um, our Twitter's going to uh, be on fire. 
I mean, I was I was going to say someone's uh, husband will cheat on them with a stripper, which is not my intent, but it's unavoidable now. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> the 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 uh, <laughs> the pod decks cards are falling into place. Uh huh. So if uh, your <laughs> husband cheats on you with a stripper, please tweet at Good Greendale um, uh, and wait, I will. Hold on. <laughs> I will. Uh, I don't. Send you a sticker from our previous <laughs> podcast, Back to the Futurama, because I still got a lot of those. That that is your uh, compensatory damages. Um, our a, condolences. A, Here is a, a sticker. A Back to the Futurama sticker that you can stick on your laptop, your car. Um, you know, now's a good time to really rep that podcast because it's going to come back next year. Uh, when we get more Futurama episodes. It has nothing to do with the fact that your husband cheated on you. It's more about the fact that Futurama's coming back. Don't worry about... You can get in on the ground floor, and also, sorry, that my creation of a community (laughs) and Star Wars prequel crossover caused your husband to cheat on you. Legitimately, this is like... I I am very intrigued to see how the butterfly flapping wings turns into that. I really kind of want to have be taken on a journey. I'm just going to throw this one out here. Um, First of all, sorry. But second, honestly did not see that one coming. So... uh, (laughs) And you know what? You're better off without him. Do we have anything else we want to say about this episode? (laughs) You mean you you don't want to talk more about Greendale's at Star Wars or the fact that we've apparently uh, we are somehow uh, 50 steps possibly or more removed from somebody cheating, (laughs) cheating on their wife. Uh, There was a joke about uh, (laughs) Michael Phelps um, smoking weed that like really, really kind of under the radar there because Jeff is talking to the stripper and he's just like, really? Michael Phelps? And it doesn't affect his breathing? So we've got that. Uh, It's also insinuated that because he did such a good job on that case, that's why uh, someone went digging and kicked him out of law school, which is a thing we didn't mention. And I don't understand that one, but that's fine. Well, they keep saying Um, like he's doing so well that puts a target on his back and that would get Alan to to get on him i guess Mm -hmm. i don't know oh i guess the one thing we did jump over is that um it is revealed that jeff literally is because the the stripper in question is like hey uh this married dude just gave me his phone number and jeff literally says it's not your problem that he's married like go go get it like so there is that much i will say maybe don't tell strippers to have sex with married dudes that they don't know unless their wife or husband is into it unless their partner is into it you know what pretty good advice from ben this podcast can't all be me making weird community star wars references sometimes i give good (laughs) advice um yep uh, do we have anything else? I have I have nothing else, Mike. I am, and that I means am spent. That means that it is time for great. So yeah, I think you know when you when you do a prequel kind of thing, you do fall into the trope of like once you start explaining something, you're like you kind of unravel and you have to start explaining more and more and. And, you know, especially like we were d- discussing and they do lampshade the the Star Wars stuff, you know, it, it has a tendency not to be as good as the original. But of course, any any like thing that is not part of the cohesive whole generally isn't as good. I, I that being said with this one, it breezes by fast enough and it's pleasant enough. Like I was like, oh, I'm having a good time. All right, cool. And it was over, and then we started picking it apart and putting it in terms of Star Wars and Annie as Darth Vader, and and that was like okay, maybe it's not as good as it's a maybe it's not a good episode. <laughs> Weird I, how my my comparing it to Star Wars Episode One has ruined it in your eyes, but that's I don't a, a think it's going. ruined it. It's it's it honestly I like I have like six notes like it's not. It's like you said, it's convoluted, but not complex and it's fine. It's not bad. I 
it was a pleasant enough watch. Like I got to see Joe Latruglio. I love that. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's fine. Like, I, I honestly don't think I have any more to say about it. Like you are right to say that they kind of mix up prequels and heroic superhero things to, you know, like it is one too many ideas maybe, but also I don't, it, I, honestly, it didn't bother me that much. It was just like, well, things are, things are pleasant. It It is another one of the, the study group is mad at each other. Oh, the study group figures out that they, they're going to, uh, to be kind to one another and forgive each other. It's like, okay, we got to have at least one of those in every season. <laughs> right. Um, you know, it's just like it, it, this one is uh, feeling like it's playing the hits and like, like you, like I said, a fan service uh, of like, here's how magnitude got his pop up. Like it's, it's cake. It's it's candy. It's it it goes down, but there's not really too much behind it. But it's sweet. It you know, so like I can't give it like it's not an A plus for me because I don't think it's got any any I don't honestly think it has that much depth to it. Um but is it a C? I think it's a little bit better than a C. So I'm going to give it a B minus. Uh, I I just okay. don't think, you know, it's pleasant enough uh 20 minutes to watch a television show, but it's kind of inconsequential and mostly fan service to me. So that's me. Much like modern day superhero movies and the Marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. of which I've definitely understood what guardians of the galaxy two is. Oh yeah. Um, very, very good description of it. Starring Peter Quill and Rocky raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Groot. And Groot. Did say Groot. Um, much and- like modern day superhero movies. Um, the reason why I don't tend to watch them is because 90% of them now are just like, here's fan service back to the other things that you have already seen. Sure. Um, and or things to comics that I haven't read. Um, and I don't want to do all the homework. Um, sure. This is like that but in a micro form except there's not there wasn't really that much homework to watch like because it's building on established canon plus randomly making up new canon like the reason jeff got investigated is because he did too well on the stripper case and the stripper cheated uh, or slept with andre etc etc um it's all just Winking at itself, which is what the modern Marvel Cinematic Universe is, uh, which is why I am not interested in it. And similarly, I find I find that level of fan service to be a little tedious because. Like, I always understand what they're going for, right? Like. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if we make it so that two balloons popped at this party and that's why magnitude says pop pop. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was the birth of his catchphrase because up until this point, we, we don't know who this, he shows up randomly in an episode and goes pop pop. And it was like, hell yeah, this dude, this dude rules, which he does, which he does uh, unquestionably. Unlike C3PO who kind of sucks magnitude rules. He does Loki suck. Yeah. Um, So I just, I tend to find that really tedious because like, okay, you're, you're like, Hey, uh, we haven't answered why magnitude does that. Let's do that now. Uh, remember how he says pop pop? Well, this is why wink, wink. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know. He was more fun when he was just this dude who says pop pop for some reason. Sure. Um, so all of that, all of that, like, Fan servicey stuff, I think, always comes off very pandering and tedious, and it's not for me. Um, I th- I I know a lot of people who have kind of problems with like the idea of this episode, and I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah, like I said, I actually find that kind of you know weird coincidence stuff uh, kind of kind of neat, like because you know there's like what eight billion people uh on the planet um and you know almost thought you were we going to say eight billion people in greendale i'm like i can guarantee you that there's not that many people <laughs> in greendale um 
it is basically the entire world inside of this one city, plus uh, there's a whole other world outside of it. Mm -hmm. That's just Greendale. That makes perfect sense. Um, you know what? Now you that you've described this? it that way, yes, it does make sense um, that way. No, there are like 8 billion people in the world. And like, you know, we spend the vast majority of our time well, like a hundred within a hundred miles of our house. Yeah. Um, we're not coming in contact with the, the 8 billion people every single day, but it is those, those coincidences are very interesting to me. And so I, I like the idea. Sure. Um, I don't know that it was really achieved that successfully. Um, sure. I mean, you know, the other thing that we didn't even mention is like, uh, Shirley buys this lingerie that she can't return, um, because it was, it was supposed to be for their anniversary night. Uh, but then Andre cheats on her. And so she tries to return it and then can't, and then she throws it down. And then the Dean picks it up and is like, Oh, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me suggesting that like, that's why the Dean, uh, you know, does all these elaborate costumes or whatever. Right. Um, and you know, it's it's little stuff like that where I'm just like, I don't know. I don't it's it's not necessary. Um Yeah, I think if you're gonna do stuff like that, it's gotta be goofier and more convoluted. So yeah, so I think I think it's fine. I mean, I think it's probably like a C episode. Um it's not without its charm, but I don't know. It's fine. I I, I not to jump on your grades again, but I do love that. The way that Chang just kind of like, like instead of like going through his plan, which he is like on the yearly anniversary of my empire being defeated, I will finally take it over. And then Abed is like chill with him for like a minute. And he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, let's let's uh -huh. I like I like Greendale. It's like it's it's actually surprisingly hilarious to me because Chang is never that way. Uh, hey, dude, I know you've been plotting to take over this whole school again uh, after trying to kill us last year. You want to go get some Froyo? Oh, yeah, cool. All all anger replaced with Froyo. <laughs> hey, look, you can you can do a lot of things by replacing it with Froyo. I'm just saying I I do like how they call out how like 2008 was like the height of the like serve your own Froyo <laughs> yes. bar. Yes. That is maybe that is the maybe the funniest moment. joke. Yeah in the whole episode for me, even though it's not really that much of a joke and just being like, yeah, that was a thing in 2008 because it was a thing in 2008. It was, sure in, was a thing in my hometown. I could, I could name like four or five different places. And again, not a big town, not a big town. Um, true. they just started popping up all over the place and I always hated them because like, I'd always be like, yeah, I know how much I'm getting. And then like, I'd get way too much. And then they'd, charge you by weight yep and that's how they get you that's how they and get then you inevitably i'd be like oh i got too much even even if i got this for free like i got i got too much so it's a scam and everyone everyone started learning that it was a scam and i think that's why you don't see them so much anymore so i did google there is a brand uh called sweet frog which i believe is is a uh one of the uh most known i might be wrong on that um but I do want to point out there are three uh, Sweet Frog locate. Oh, that's Reno. I thought it was around Portland. Uh, I looked at the map wrong. It is around uh, Reno, Nevada. I don't basically Portland. Basically Portland. Re you know, Reno, the Portland of the South. Um, but I think that is all we have for this episode. We want to know what you think about uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Star Wars. Wait, I'm inviting a lot nope. of. No, I don't think we want to do that one. We want to know what you think about uh, the 2008 serve your own Froyo craze. What What is your favorite flavor of Froyo? What is your favorite toppings for Froyo? Ben's, um, one of Ben's favorite toppings for Froyo will be ranch dressing. Uh, legally, I'm required to put it on mm. there because I answered the card. Um, so <laughs> that's, how, that's how outsourcing Mike's bits goes, baby. That is exactly how it goes. So we want to know all these things and so and more, much more, but not not how you feel about the MCU or Star Wars. Keep those opinions to yourself because or tweet people, them to your own account. People where on they the belong. Internet will be mad about them. Just regardless of what there. you say, you, you could say they're great. People are going to yell at you. You could say they're bad. People are going to yell at you. 
there's just no nuance about these topics, unfortunately, because the internet is is kind of bad sometimes, but mostly kind of good, maybe. Instead, just tweet out, I like frozen yogurt, or yeah, no I don't like frozen yogurt. N- literally, no one has an opinion on this. Yeah, people will just be like, oh, okay, that's fine. Unless you're a woman on the internet, in which case they will tell you you're wrong. So... Uh, you well, can tweet at we got, us. We, we at just decided to, We just decided to tell some truth. You can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. There's a contact form that will send us an email, and we might read that on the show. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And we have a fan group on Facebook uh, that is the League of Jeremy's uh, for convoluted reasons that we'd have to do this whole comic book style thing. Or you can just listen to old episodes of Back to the Futurama. Yeah, we do explain it. It does happen in there, but we don't we don't remember which one. So just watch. Listen to the whole thing. Add some more downloads to it. Why not? Uh, We we do. (laughs) Ben's like. Do your thing. I w- yeah, I was I was just waiting for it. <laughs> I was more making a joke. And ha- then you're half just- the time, half the time, like, well, that's it. And you're like, wait, I gotta, I gotta do my I, closing bit. So. I just, I, I just want everybody, like, I want to thank everybody for coming to the end of these. As always, uh, I, we hope you put put a smile on your face. And if not, you know what? I get it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I hope you're having a good day. And and you know, uh, anytime you interact with us, we really appreciate it. So, thank you for 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 everything and until next week when we are talking about the final episode of community season four it uh, came on us so quick almost done with well it's 13 episode season i know the last three last three are are we're gonna fly through these and get ready for back to the futurama again (laughs) uh so yeah we'll be back next time um and uh, until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I now wish this you for is you. podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>